What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Coaches. This is a quick update from Coach Steve. Clearly, we had already recorded our Thursday night podcast, so you'll be listening to anything prior to the CMC going to San Francisco news. So I wanted to get this in here real quick, a little couple-minute take on this, because why wait until Monday, guys, right? So obviously, CMC is going to the 49ers now to be their new starting running back. The Panthers went full reboot build mode and they've begun a couple picks here a couple second round picks a couple third round picks a fourth round pick over the next couple seasons here now and obviously what a shocker this is this is fan chris is crazy uh but how does this help with fantasy both on the 49er side of the ball and obviously on the carolina panther side of the ball so let's start with obviously cmc going to the 49ers what should we expect out of him uh slightly concerned we'll see how it works cmc has always been known as a fantastic pass catcher unfortunately over the last five years uh, Kyle Shanahan's running back has only put up at best 46 receptions on the season. CMC can do that in his sleep, basically. So it will be interesting to see how much they involve him in the passing game. Jeff Wilson was averaging about two targets per game. So clearly they didn't throw to their running backs enough. But with a guy like CMC, you have to kind of take note of that and have to use that ability to their game. So hopefully that continues to be there for him. Again, there was one season in Kyle Shanahan's first year where Carlos Hyde, throwback, had 88 receptions in a season. Uh, so we'll see if we get to that level again. But again, this is not CMC on the Panthers with just DJ Moore there. It's with Brandon Ayuk. It's with Debo Samuels. It's with George Kittle. There's a lot of people to feed in this backfield here. Uh, so personal opinion, you might want to see if someone's willing to buy into uh, you know, buy into CMC and try to sell him for multiple players uh, right now because it's just maybe the run efficiency improves, but does he really see six receptions per game? Because that's what he was kind of averaging right now. And so it's a little concerning. Hopefully it doesn't bring down CMC. It's definitely great for the 49ers in general. Uh, in terms of the rest of the 49ers, Jimmy G obviously gets a nice boost because if there's any way he can get in the ball to CMC, he's going to be racking up those yardage for him 100%. So Jimmy G gets a nice boost. As long as he can keep his team intact, he's got a great core around him. Uh, in terms of the targets now, uh, I mean, Debo Samuel is averaging about eight targets a game. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are averaging about six targets per game. And obviously CMC was averaging seven targets a game. Now, could they just filter out today? All the targets just go to those four players? It's possible. Is it realistic? Maybe not. Uh, someone's going to take the fall here at some point. And more than likely, it's probably going to be Brandon Ayuk, mostly because Debo Samuel is their number one wide receiver. They have to get this man the ball. They paid him all this money to be here. George Kittle has a special connection with Jimmy G, so I would expect his target share to somewhat say the same a little bit. And it's going to probably be an on and off week, maybe with CMC and Brandon Ayuk personally. That's how I feel about it. And hopefully, again, everyone's going to have their blow-up weeks, but I don't think Brandon Ayuk gets that six targets per game. I think he he drops down a little bit to maybe four targets a game. I don't think he becomes as, as efficient as we want him to be, as we were kind of hoping that he would turn into more of that late season last year kind of approach for a fantasy wide receiver. So uh, definitely someone's going to take the hit. Who knows what it's going to be. Uh, Elijah Mitchell brought, will not be an RB1 anymore. He's at best a change of pace kind of back. But we saw in Carolina, again, different teams, that they didn't really use a second running back. I would assume Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson, uh, I'm assuming that Elijah Mitchell will be involved once he's returned in this offense here. Jeff Wilson's value completely just takes the takes the dump. You can probably cut him now if you don't need him on your fantasy team. Or maybe try to trade him or add him to a package or something. But yeah, Jeff Wilson's done. Elijah Mitchell, 
he's definitely not having that RB1 status at best, maybe a RB3. I don't know how much work he's really going to receive for CMC in that backfield. You bring CMC, who's also getting paid a lot of money to be there. Yeah, definitely not a great news for 49ers fantasy play, honestly. I, I mean, I don't know if people are really hyped about this. I don't think I'm as hyped about it. Yeah, it's great for you know overall fantasy, and maybe CMC gets more rushing work, keeps them in games, uh, situations like that, but and more scoring opportunities. That's that. I think that's the one thing you take away from this. If you're hoping to have CMC, you're hoping that this turns into more possible touchdowns. I don't know if his receptions will be there as much. So the consistency factor might not be there for CMC as as often as we've seen, but there's potential for touchdowns more because the team's doing better because they're going to push the ball downfield more and get into that red zone area, which will CMC will be able to thrive in that situation. Now, if you're planning on starting CMC this weekend, they said that he's probably going to be mostly in red zone situation packages, and they're going to probably need him on that field as much as possible because they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think you could still start CMC, um, but don't expect uh, the CMC we know. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, again, I think he's still an RB1, but it might not be a consistent RB1 as we've seen over the years. I don't know if he's top five still, but top 10, uh, definitely for sure. Now on the flip side of the ball, the Carolina Panthers, they leave a big hole. Obviously, CMC is gone now. You're losing someone who's getting about seven targets per game and somebody who was receiving, let me just pull this up here real quick, about 14 carries a game. So, you know, who's going to take that workload? There's only two people really could turn to at this point, and it's obviously Chuba Hubbard, who last year was their starting running back for a portion of the season when CMC was out, but he was wildly inefficient last year. Uh, definitely wasn't somebody who was an always available RB2. Won't we wanted him to be an RB2, but it was not that way. He was not doing very well. He had, you know, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry. He had some decent receptions. He had five touchdowns, which was really helpful, but uh, it wasn't consistent. And then you have Deontay Foreman, uh, who was signed pretty early in the offseason with the Carolina Panthers, who signed a you know decent like three year three not three year but one year three million dollar deal to come over uh, to the Carolina Pan- uh, Carolina Panthers, and he had himself a pretty interesting season as well. I mean, he's, he was coming off an Achilles tear over the last few seasons here, and finally got an opportunity with the Tennessee Titans. And the moment when you know Derrick Henry went down. You know, he had some pretty decent games. I mean, he had, you know, 300-yard games going out there, and it was pretty it was pretty impressive to see him come back from that injury. He had that Derrick Henry-like, you know, mentality. So who are they going to use as teams in rebuild mode? You would assume maybe they want to see what Tuba Hubbard has. He might be their passing downs back. And I think Deontay Foreman does take the 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 blunt of the first and second down work here in this offense. Both of these guys are probably high-end RB3s at best. You would hope that Foreman can get something going on the ground, hopefully, potentially. Uh, but he's definitely not anywhere close to a you know a reliable RB two or better. Uh, again, these guys are both RB threes. If you can sell high on both of these guys, take the advantage of it now because I mean this team wasn't really doing well beforehand, and obviously, I mean Christian McCaffrey was averaging seventeen points per game in fantasy. But I mean, if you take those receptions away, you're you're getting closer to that ten at 10 range and it's 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 definitely not a good thing to see there so uh yeah that's about it i mean this trade is definitely crazy to see a, a star player get traded mid-season i don't know if it helps anyone really overall besides the carolina running backs to give them some fantasy value now but 
yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, trade CMC if you can. If not, you know, just expect some inconsistency. The rest of the 49ers, uh, we'll see if who gets impacted the most. I want to say it's Brandon Ayuk, but we'll see. And on the flip side, sell high on Carolina RBs if you can. If someone's willing to buy them for someone that you can be more reliable, I'd be doing that right now. So uh, thanks, guys. We're going to keep on continuing with the show and hope you guys enjoy it. Coaches. Blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, yeah. blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coach Steve. We are talking week seven starts and sits, guys. The whole crew is with us today. Let's bring them in. Coach Gibb, what is going on, brother? Hey, not much, man. Just enjoying this week so far. I know it's been a little frigid up here in the Northeast, but it's football weather now. We're getting to the nitty-gritty of the season. I did not like that. John knows about that football weather. (laughs) John's got the nice weather, at least this coming part of the year now. I'll (laughs) be honest, it it dipped uh, good. It dipped down below 80 today, so it was was, crazy. People were freezing around Florida, but no, I I remember the football weather days from Boston. It's... I. I feel for you guys. It gets cold. It gets super cold. <laughs> sure. Was. I think we had a, almost a frost on our windshields this week. So a couple of days. So it's, uh, I don't miss it. We're getting there. So, uh, but it's all good guys. Cause we're talking week seven football and hopefully all of our waiver wire helped you guys pick some players up this week. So we can talk about them and some other players that might help you guys win your week seven matchup because we have to deal with the bye weeks of some of the greats, the, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Rams and the bills. So, it's a lot of fantasy players there. Some players might get bumped up because of that. So we're going to get into it all today. But first, let's get into the news. All right. Uh, there's a couple things going on. Andy Dolan is life is going to probably start tonight. Thursday night football. Uh, without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, uh, Jameis Winston is a third-string emergency quarterback, so it seems like he might not be ready yet, but Andy Dawn is taking the reins in this offense here. John Jackson signs with the Baltimore Ravens practice squad this week. Uh, a couple other things. Damien Harris, a full participant, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, a full participant. Uh, is Damien Harris coming back? Does that really drop down Ramondre Stevenson this week, guys? I mean, it, it makes it, – it just limits the upside. It just – I mean, you can still start both players. It just takes away the the idea of like a, you know, 150-yard, two-touchdown game. I think it it just – it sucks because it muddies up the backfield. But now they just both become low-end RB2s in my mind. I do agree, low-end RB2s. I was loving uh, the short Ramondre season that we had. Um, hopefully it was fun for a day. Back. Yeah, good, like <laughs> week and a half. But, um, yeah, not that much news. Just a uh, fireable Lutz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely sucks when Mondre Stevenson chairs are hurting right now for sure. Should have sold him before after this last week was over, but I really thought Damien Harris had another week at least 
on the bench. We'll wait to see. It's a Monday night game. So mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the players who didn't practice this Thursday, Deon, uh, DeAndre, oh God, DJ, uh, DJ Shark, uh, Jahan Dotson got hurt back at practice today. Josh Reynolds, Kadarius Tony, KJ Dot, K, K, uh, God, Ken Parte, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, God. Uh, and Mark Andrews is definitely a surprise. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Definitely a little concerning. If you have Andrews starting, you might want to go pick up Isaiah likely now if you can on your bench just in case. You know, maybe he plays. It's not a big deal. But two back-to-back days with a knee injury definitely doesn't scream greatness. So uh, just keep yourself prepared. Keep your eyes open. Obviously, we'll know a lot more on some of these injured players come th- Friday. So, But, again, there's not a ton of actual news because, obviously, we already know that we have to wait till Friday to actually hear about some of these reports. So we'll get right into our talk today, guys. Before we do, let's talk about what happened last week. How did we do last week, guys? How do you guys think you did last week? Terrible. I got him in front of me. I think I did okay. I, my, my stunk at running back. I picked two duds, but I did I did okay other than that. All right. So what I have here, I did the worst. I went five and seven this week. My only good hits were De- uh, Drake London and Mike Williams were bust. Aiden Hurst was a bust. Uh, Daniel Jones had a nice sleeper game. Uh, in terms of Coach Jibs, Coach Jibs did really well. He went seven and four this past week, actually. Oh, fire. Uh, Najee Damn. Harris and Kareem Hunt being a bust. Um, let's see. Alec Pierce is a nice sleeper. Uh, CeeDee Lamb as a bust, Dallas Goddard as a bust, Jimmy G is a sleeper, Justin Herbert as a bust. Pretty good week overall for Coach mm. Jibs. Uh, love, Coach John. <laughs> six for six, he still continues to split even on all his picks. Uh, some good ones. James Robinson is a bust, Chris Godwin is a sleeper, Jerry Judy is a bust, Hunter Henry is a sleeper, Kirk Cousins is a sleeper, and Carson Wentz has a bust this past week here. So, yeah, not a great start for me last week, but we'll hope to do better. And we will do better because that's what we're here to do to help you guys win championships here. So we have Cameron. Hey, Cameron, you're back, buddy. What's going on? All right. Hey, coach is dealing with some bye week issues. Aren't we all have to start Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver too. just picked up the Raiders defense off waivers. Hopefully they both have a solid week. Question mark. I'll tell you about Brandon Ayuk in a bit. All right. Well, we'll get Cameron. Just stick in. We'll know about Brandon Ayuk shortly. Uh, Uh, The Raiders Raiders D is a good, Good pickup. They're playing the Texans. Uh, so, I mean. Could be good. I mean, I have, unfortunately. What are uh, other options available to you, again For defense, at least. Yeah, Cameron, if you could let us know if there's any other defensive options. Nah, it's okay if you missed the show, buddy, last week. Uh, last show. That's all right. <laughs> Can't wait to be there every day. We appreciate it, though. We do appreciate it, for sure. Uh, but let us know what other defenses there are. I mean, Raiders are okay defense. The Houston Texans haven't really done great. But I might be... <laughs> Uh, lying when we get to the start and sits talk so uh we'll have to wait to then but let us know if you have any other defenses on waivers all right so let's get into it the rbs guys starts and sits the rb position coach sean you're first up brother what do you got all right my first one is um is going to be tony pollard this is the first start for me because i think it's you know we watched zeke get in the end zone last week Um, you know, the conversation is always going to be Zeke is the primary running back, but Tony Pollard has the ability to make nine or 10 touches into a valuable fantasy day. And when you're playing against the Detroit lions that can get run all over, all it takes is a few touches and a few big plays and Tony Pollard's going to pay off. So I know it's always tricky because it's matchup dependent and Tony Pollard is not that, you know, set it and forget it flex that we thought he was going to be. But I think this is kind of the week where, 
um, the stars align and he has a couple big plays and, and he gets double digit fantasy points for you. So I'm starting Tony Pollard with as much confidence as, as I can. Yeah, he has a fantastic matchup this coming week here. I'm going to give you some quick questions here. Uh, Travis Etienne, Clyde Edward Tolaire, would you start Tony Pollard over those guys this week? I would start him over CEH for sure. And then, I don't know, Etienne's been getting the work, been going well. So I would probably stick with Etienne, um, but close. What about the other side here? Let's see, AJ Dillon, uh, James Robinson. Would you start Tony Pollard over those guys? I would start him over both of those guys, yes. Good, good, because he's ahead of them in the in the overall rankings this week on Fantasy Pro. So I <laughs> want to give people a little bit of taste of what's around these players yeah. that you might be having. So, all right, uh, we'll be back here. Coach Jibs, brother, what do we got for your first RB sleeper? Uh, I got to find another one. Damn you, Coach Sean. But I'll go with my <laughs> second. Um, Kenyon Drake, so seen on your new segment. And it's Thursday afternoon. We got one more day, basically two more days, and there's still no positive statements regarding J.K. Dobbins and his knee issue. And that leaves Kenyon Drake to showcase his talents versus the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have given up the fourth most points so far to the uh, running back position. Um, out of the notable players, only one running back has failed to reach 10 half PPR fantasy points, which was Cordell Patterson after he got hurt in week four. Um, over the last two games, the Browns have given up four rushing towns, one receiving touchdown, 298 yards rushing to the likes of Austin Eckler, who had 178 rushing yards, Josh Kelly, who had like 49 rushing yards, and then Ramondre Steven had two touchdowns and 86 rushing yards last week. So I think the Browns are, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens might be at without Andrews. They might want to leave him on the ground. You never know. But their rushing attack is going to be full in force, and I like in Drake this week. Yeah, no, definitely. I do like Drake a lot as a as a good sleeper for sure. Let me ask you, Jibs, would you start Kenyon Drake over Tyler Algier, James Robinson, maybe AJ Dillon? Oh. Would you take uh, a shot over AJ Dillon, who's been pretty bad? I think I would. You think you would? Okay. All three. All three guys. All right. All right. Just one thing to say. Wanted to try to do a little something different here on the show. So, all right. I like it. All right. So, uh, for my first sleeper, guys, I have here, if I can pull it back up here, my paperwork here. There he goes. First sleeper is Brian Robinson. Uh, you know, I know Robinson Ellie hasn't played that efficient since he's been coming back from the last two weeks due to his incident, but he is carrying the workload on the ground and he's had the most snaps this past week on Thursday night. And the, the Packers now, uh, the Packers still give up yards. They've been doing a lot of that recently here. They gave up the 11 most fantasy points per game to running backs. They actually allowed the second most rushing yards on the season. They get destroyed up in the middle of the field there. Brian Robinson can run through the middle of the field very well. And while they weren't giving up many touchdowns to running backs, they have given up four touchdowns to running backs over the last three weeks now, four of them. And I think if this is a game where they maybe want to air the ball out a little bit, they want to start getting that run game going and established. I think it comes with Brian Robinson taking the helm this week. I think he's a pretty solid flex option overall. And if you're looking to start people, I mean, I'd rather start Brian Robinson than Ido Benjamin tonight. Uh, I would consider Clyde edwards Hilaire, maybe Raheem Mostert. I'd want to start Brian Robinson uh, over them at least. So there's some guys there. Uh, definitely over guys like Algier and James Robinson. So, oh, yeah, James Robinson. So I do like Brian Robinson a lot this week. So he's my first sleeper. Coach Sean, back to you, brother. Who do you have as your RB2 sleeper now? My RB2 sleeper is – this one's tricky because this is like, to me, uh, uh, oh, the, I, I, the trap door could really fall out from underneath me on this one. But hear me out. 
Jeff Wilson. I, I, I really like Jeff Wilson to bounce back. He had a horrible game. I, I think it just wasn't in the cards. They couldn't run the ball with anybody. Tevin Coleman, uh, Ty Davis Price didn't even get a touch. You know, they ended up going through the air and getting their yardage that way. Kansas City is a good defense, um, but I think they're going to be opportunities to score often. And when they get down in the red zone, they do like to just run it in and, and get in there. I don't think they're going to, you know, Kansas City is going to give up big plays to, you know, Ayuk and George Kittle again. I think they're going to know, hey, if you want to beat us, we're going to make you go through the ground. And Jeff Wilson might get back to his, you know, 15, 16 carries. It, it's not going to be great. Uh, yardage wise, it'll probably be under 100 yards. But this game, this opportunity, you know, the 49ers are going to have to score. And, you know, he could have a touchdown or two in this game. And uh, so it's scary to say, but I'm okay, you know, slotting in Jeff Wilson as your RB2 again this week and hoping for the best because he was on fire before last week's game. Yeah, he was. He was doing very well. And uh, I was trying to trade him before this week game came and it bit me right in the face. And now I can't trade him for anything at this point because everyone expects Elijah Mitchell to come back sooner than later. But you're starting Jeff Wilson potential this week, John. Are you starting him over guys like Dave Montgomery, Najee Harris? Uh, yes, I probably would, actually. I would start him over both those guys, which is crazy. Um, uh, Montgomery, look, the talks about Khalil Herbert getting more involved is not good. So I, I just think that that we, and we talked about this on previous episodes that um, that should, could be and should be more of a committee. And then you got Justin Fields running more. So I just don't know, you know, really what the upside of Montgomery is. And we all know our, the teams, the coaches teams feeling on Najee Harris right now. It's just, you can't start them until you see better things. I like it. What about DeAndre Swift coming off injury? That one, I would probably play Swift. Um, okay. I would play Swift. I, I just think the talent is too high. Uh, he's coming off injury, but it's a bye week, so hopefully he's had enough time to recover and, and, and stuff like that. That you know, I don't think Jeff Wilson has the same upside that Swift ever ever has. I respect it, definitely. All right, Coach Jibs, over to you, brother. What do we got for your RB2? I'm going to go with the guy I had last week as a bust, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I think he's going to turn it around for me this week. Um, stay within the same matchup, actually. Um, the Baltimore Ravens actually allow the 15th fewest, right in the middle, 15th fewest points to running backs. We see Nick Chubb. He's a pure running back on that team. He's rushing for tons of yards, except last week. But um, the Ravens also allow um, the fourth most receiving yards to running backs, which is more in Kareem Hunt's favor. So I expect him to get back on track. Um, he's at least gets targeted in the passing game. So Jacoby Brissett is not like not looking for him at least. So I think he'll have a good chance to get pile up some receiving work this week, along with his eight to 10 rushes that he gets. All right. All right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Now are you starting him over like the Denver Broncos RBs. You starting him over Tyler Algier, Jamal Williams, potentially. Melvin Gordon's done with me. I had <laughs> needed 1.8 points last week. I lost by 0.5. That's insane. That sucks. Okay. So, done. Oh. Scrapyard. Don't mention to me. Who else do you have here? Uh, Tyler Algier. Any Denver's running back. Any Denver running back. Nah, I'm done with Denver. Okay. No Denver running backs. No Tyler Algier. Nope. Do you start Cream Hunt over AJ Dillon? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I just want to get a. I think so I'll easy. still do Dillon. All right, I respect it. All right uh yes we are we're all we're all answering starting sick questions so if you have any super uh we will are answering some questions so 
All right. Uh, Marquise here has, uh, should I trade Joe Mixon and A.J. Brown for Devontae Adams or Mondre Stevenson? Mm-hmm. And team PPR, my team is Burrow, Mixon, J- uh, Jacob Sanders, Mont, Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Higgins. I, I would. I wouldn't. Because, again, A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams, to me, cancel each other out. And so then you have to look at it as Mixon and Ramondre. Like, that's not a fair trade. I think Mixon is still locked in top 10 every week. The touchdowns will come. It hasn't been there. They, you know, last week was a Jamar Chase game. But, you know, he's getting a lot of looks in the red zone. So I think the points will come for Mixon. There will be better days ahead. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make this trade. Yeah, no, someone's trying to sell high on it. My bad, Jess. What are you saying? I said mixing gets a lot of work. It's guaranteed work. It's just like not converting. That's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, someone's trying to sell high on the Ramondre Stevenson prior to you know Harris coming back. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't make this trade. I'd keep mixing. The offense will get better. The run game will get better. I know it hasn't been good, but it will. AJ Brown is a stud. Uh, just hold on to the players for now. It's definitely, mm-hmm. you could maybe find a different trade, but definitely hold on to those guys for now. Wait, for next week. Huh? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, wait till next week if Monty doesn't bust out, try to see if, like, you could flip that same trade and put Monty in there. Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah Monty Monty drop down. Now that I would do, Monty and A.J. Brown for Devontae Adams and Ramondre is a much closer trade. Like, that's that's more... I'd consider. Gotcha. All right. So there you go, Marquise. Super. We'll get to your question in just a second. Let me finish my sleeper uh, sleeper RB number two here real quick. All right. My circuit sleeper RB is a real uh, shot in the wall here, guys. It's Isaiah Spiller with the Los Angeles Chargers. And this is probably for deeper man leagues or if you want to go through a Hail Mary situation. Um, so Spiller hasn't played yet this season, so it's really hard to want to consider him a sleeper. I'm probably going to take an L already on this one myself, but – uh, they, they do play the Seahawks, who allow the seventh most fantasy points per game to running backs this coming season. They allow the fifth most yards. And it seems like over the last few weeks now, the Chargers want to get somebody as at RB2. Two weeks ago, it was Joshua Kelly. Then he get hurt, got hurt, and then Sony Michelle got in there, and he got some work. This is going to be the first game that Isaiah Spill is going to be active for, and there was a reason why we liked him coming out of the draft. He's a big physical running back. Uh, if he could get on the field and he can show something – Maybe they work him in this offense week one. Maybe not, but it's a long shot. But I would not be surprised if Spiller ends up having a good day if that's the case. So he's my second RB sleeper. It's a hard one to kind of convince people to play, but keep that out there. Maybe just pick him up if he's out there on waivers, that's for sure. Yeah, he's certainly a stash and grab at this point. You're probably holding on to dead weight somewhere on your roster. and Exactly. Isaiah Spiller's worth it. I didn't know he was playing this week. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> said, uh, thanks. Julie didn't want to take, really wanted Adams, but didn't want to take a huge hit on RB form. Definitely yeah. a good choice. No. Yeah. All right. Super. Let's get to your question. PPR. I need a flex. Alave, Mike Williams, Kirk, Ido Benjamin, Mostert, and Brian Robinson. Oof. Okay. That's tons of flips. Me, it comes right down there. to Alave and Mike Williams. That That's what it comes down to for me. We can um, lead everyone else at this point. Yeah, it's old Lave, Mike Williams. I mean, most it's in PPR though. Yeah, even in PPR. Yeah, I probably would still Olave, Mike Williams. I, yeah, Christian Kirk has just been declining after the, the past three weeks. He's got a tough matchup. You know, mm-hmm. Benjamin's got a tough matchup. I'm I'm not trusting. And then Brian yeah, Robinson's not matchup. gonna not gonna catch the ball. So it's no, he hasn't useless. got a target yet this season. So I, I would probably roll with Olave. I, uh, honestly. 
I think uh, I think I'd take my chances with Olave with you know Mike Thomas out and you know Jarvis Landry out. They're gonna have to throw the ball. He could see he could see eight nine targets easy. Um, so I guess I'd take Olave. Wow, crash and burn. <laughs> I'm gonna go Olave too. I think because without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry there, the targets have to go somewhere. Um, they have to. Andy Dalton's gonna find a way. They're gonna find ways to get Chris Olave the ball now. He's back. He didn't suffer a major injury. It was a concussion. Uh, so I'm gonna go Olave though, Cho. I'll go Olave, but I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's hard to play a Thursday night player. I get it, um, yeah. but someone has to get, catch the ball. I don't think this is gonna be a. 13 14 game i think this might be more in the 20s hopefully so i'm hoping for a 20 20 something game and i think Alave gets his game at least in with his target share so and keen allen's coming back so it could hurt mike williams target share there too so all right uh n- next situation here bust john what do you got rb bust so my first rb bust is pretty easy he's kind of been on everyone's radar as a bust for the past couple weeks and that's ceh um we saw the snap counts go down he started off hot and we talked about him early in the season as this, you know, very touchdown dependent producing running back. Well, the touchdowns have gone away and he's not getting the touches. He's getting out touched by Jarek McKinnon. So I, I think that it's, you know, one of those things where the, you know, the clock might've struck midnight on CEH where they're just going to start. They were riding the hot hand. He was getting touchdowns. Things were good. But now all of a sudden they're rotating three backs in and he's not getting all the work. He's not getting the red zone looks. Um, Patrick Mahomes is still going to throw the ball any chance he gets. And so I'm off CEH, but also the matchup. Um, he's the, they're the fourth toughest matchup against running backs. For, so they've allowed the fourth fewest points. Um, so I, again, if you expect, you know, CEH to get in the end zone and have big days, it's going to be against weaker and, and easier opponents. This one's a tough matchup. So I would sit him at all costs. Yeah, definitely not liking what's going on there. It's going to be a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, Coach Jibs, what do you got there? Um, James Robinson. Hmm. All right. And, like, I know it's a bye week and we're missing prominent running backs, but – and the matchup's enticing because the Giants allowed the six most points to running backs. But I'm just worried about the optics going straight with John's head, snap count rate and just usage. Uh, weeks one through three, he averaged 56% of the snaps. He had 17 rush attempts and he averaged 76 rushing yards. Of 76 rushing yards per game and then the last three weeks it dropped 13% he's 43% of the snaps he only gets 10 rush attempts per game and he's only averaging 36 rushing yards per game so he's losing a lot of work to Travis Etienne I expect him to be a more prominent player in this backfield going up soon and this is makes him a touchdown dependent running back the Giants have been playing good but um, I'm just kind of worried about James Robinson even in this good matchup yeah, no, definitely. I just I feel like they're just they're moving the change to the younger running back, even though though I think they're relatively close in age. I think it's a year apart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough. I think he's becoming that kind of t- TD dependent RB, which is not great for fantasy right now. So, yeah. all right. Uh, Looking super has another question I didn't get to before. My RB situation is rough, but pick two: Najee Harris, Damian Harris, uh, Kenyon Drake, or Latavius Murray. PPR. <laughs> Super, super. This is rough. I'm sorry. Drake for sure. If there's no J.K. Dobbins, Kenyon Drake, 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If if J.K. Dobbins doesn't play, you have to start Kenyon Drake, and then I I guess 
Damian Harris, I guess. I would go back to Najee still. Yeah. I mean, that's Najee. He's seeing the workload. I have to at least start Najee in this situation here. I don't yeah. know what Harris is gonna not Damian Harris is gonna give us. I don't know if Latarius Murray's 15 carries last week is legit or not. Yeah, I'm not believing that at all. I'm not believing in Latavius Murray. I'm just not. I yeah, I think Nathaniel Hackett is just an idiot and decided to run him into the ground for some reason. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with Najee over Damian Harris coming off a hamstring injury, actually. You agree, Jibs? All right. I'm going Najee and my sleeper. Your sleeper. All right. There we go. Um, let's see. He said even with Justice Hill and possibly Gus Edwards playing. I'm not worried about Justice Hill. Um, Gus Edwards. I don't think they give him the rock first. I don't think they, yeah. First game back off a major injury. It's like they might ease him into it, but we saw Kenyon Drake have a decent day with, I think what did he only have like 12 carries last week. So, um, you know, even if he's 10, 11, 12 carries, it'll be, you know, he can do, he's one of those players that again, Rick can rip off a big run still. Um, and the run game in, in Baltimore is good. They've always schemed it up well. So I think that if it's just, you don't want to be, and this is, a, again, this is just years of playing fantasy. You don't want to be the guy with Latavius Murray in your lineup that gets 0. 0.2 points. It's just like, that's because then you're like, oh, what was I doing? Trusting Latavius Murray in the Bronco in this hapless Broncos offense. Like, I, I don't know. I think the best game you saw out of Latavius Murray was last week for some random reason. But it won't happen again. I'm not buying into it. At least Najee catches the ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if you want a safer option, go go with both Harris's because you know Damien's going to see some work here. So if you wanted that safer option, but Kenyon Drake gives you potential upside. So Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think it was my turn on the bust here now. All right. Yeah. So, well, this is, this is going to contradict myself a little bit here, Super. But uh, my first bust is Najee Harris. <laughs> But in the situation that you have, it makes more sense to play Harris. It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't to say that Harris is going to have a bad game. He's been a big disappointment. He plays the Dolphins, who have allowed five touchdowns to RBs this season. Um, but the yardage has been minimal. But it seems like if Damian Harris, uh, Damian Harris, if Najee Harris can at least get a touchdown, his day might be saved. But again, the Steelers offense is, is a little shaky overall. Uh, they're the seventh worth run offense, the fifth fewest uh, scoring team this coming season. It could be a bad game for him. It really could be. I hate to say that even though we just told you to start Harris, but in your situation, you have to start Harris. But if you could sit Harris, we had a different option. If you had some of our sleepers, we probably want to start those sleepers over Najee Harris this coming week. It could be a bad game, but he might get enough yardage or possibly a touchdown, a, a touchdown potentially to save his fantasy day. He needs 10 points. If he gets 30 yards and a touchdown, that's an, enough to get himself by. So... All right, John, over to you, your first, second bust. What do you got? Uh, my second bust is Eno Benjamin. Um, I think that, you know, Eno Benjamin, with all the work that he had last week against the Seahawks, which is a good matchup, only got you eight points. And so that, to me, tells me that Eno Benjamin is not this plug-and-play when everyone's out, like he's an automatic. He's just, you know, it's just... I think with people starting to come back, Keontae Ingram's going to get some more work. They're going to look to the rookie there. James Conner might even be active for this game. And then you have no point on playing either, you know, Benjamin, but even still with, if I'm assuming Conner is out this, you know, you get uh, Deandre Hopkins back. Kyler Murray's going to want to throw the ball. I, I think it's just, 
it's just set up for failure with Eno Benjamin in a bad matchup against New Orleans. New Orleans isn't going to let Eno Benjamin run for, you know, a hundred and a score. They're just not going to do it. So I would, I, I would, you know, I, I don't know if you drop Eno Benjamin yet, but people are going to get healthy any, any day now in, in, um, uh, Cardinals for Arizona and you're going to be left holding the bag kind of like the people with Jeff Wilson which I get like he's useful but Jeff Wilson is useful when he's when no one else is around where I don't think you know Benjamin is super useful I think last week we saw you know the most you're going to get out of him eight points you know nine points it's like I don't know it doesn't help you win games so I would sit you know Benjamin if possible all right I like it coach Chips what do you got for your second RB bust Oh, your mic's not on. I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. He should have all the work in the world to keep him worthy, lineup worthy. But I'm slightly worried about his matchup. He'll face the Raiders, who happen to give the 14 fewest points to running backs. Um, Teams are just throwing all over the Raiders, if you ask me, which is helping their rushing yards allow. But the Raiders just give up only 82 rushing yards per game. They only allowed two rushing touchdowns so far and only three running backs so far this season has broke 50 yards against them. That would be Henry with 86, McKinnon 54, and the surprising Daryl Williams with 59 rushing rushing yards. So obviously he gets a touchdown and this guy's probably going to get 20 plus carries. I think he'll fall into some work, but he's going to need all the work for him to have a good day, in my opinion. Hmm. All right. I respect that for sure. All right. so what's like your little one. thing for that? Like ten points? I think you get that. But. Yeah, but I, I'm the type of I'm the type of person where like six, seven, eight, nine points like that doesn't help me at all. Like it's like I mean it's fine, but like I'd rather take I'd rather take the chance at someone who could give me two points or could give me twenty points. Like there's players out there that have that type of variance. Sometimes right. like those safe like oh I know he's gonna get me eight points. It's like all right, great. Like I. I'll take my chances with someone who's who could really blow up. Right. Sure. All right. Like it. All right. My second bust here, guys, is David Montgomery. Patriots have allowed the third fewest fantasy points per game to RBs. They haven't actually let a touchdown rushing to an RB yet this coming season. And David Montgomery's just been so inconsistent with his rushing ability. He's been very, very uh, ineffective on the ground while outside of the unless he gets like four or five catches. His day is pretty shot. So in, in a game where it's a tough matchup already, uh, I think the Patriots will just, just just gobble up this whole run team for this Bears here. And he's splitting time with Clear Herbert. It just doesn't. It's not a good situation overall. If you can find a way to sit Dave Montgomery this week, I would be doing so right now. Hmm. All right. So let's get over to the wide receivers now. All right, John. First wide receiver sleeper. Who you got? First wide receiver sleeper is not a super sleeper, but. Uh, it's Michael Gallup. I think, you know, Dak coming back, Michael Gallup's looked good in his sense his return. And this Detroit game is going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, and Dak coming out again, Dak to me is the wild card in this game because he could be healthy, but his thumb could be bothering him. How's he throwing the ball, all those different things, but Gallup is enough work and enough talent that, and I think Dak's taking the time to, to get his body right um where he could have a big game um you know having amari cooper having uh michael gallup having amari cooper gone has opened up room for michael gallup to really grow and cd lamb is um obviously the alpha there but it's he's the type of player michael gallup that look gets looks downfield and so it 
you know, it's better to have an alpha because it pulls the number one coverage off of him. I think he could be in for a couple big plays against Detroit. And this is, again, Michael Gallup is the type of player that if he blows up, if he has one or two big touchdowns, like that's the type of boom I want in my flex. All right. I like it. I like it a lot there. Um, would you start Michael Gallup over like DJ Moore, Bob Ward, Johnny this week? 100%. All three of them? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about 100%. the other side here? Uh, Jerry Judy, Romeo Dobbs. Um, we'll talk about Jerry Judy in a sec, uh, in a few, in a few seconds, Spoilers. but yep. I'd probably do that. I'd probably Romeo Dobbs probably. Um, yeah, I, I really like Gallup as like a top 25 play this week. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, Jibs, what do you got for your first wide receiver bust? Um, oh, sleeper, bust. sleeper, sleeper, okay. sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's not really a sleeper technically with all the buys this week, but I'm expecting like a lot of fantasy managers have prominent wide receivers ahead of him, possible. So, um, Brandon Ayuk, and just like last week, I would expect Kansas City to put off uh, offensive affair, and this is going to make the 49ers have to be more pass happy than they might have to be. So, maybe a little bit less rushing, but Kansas City lost second most points to wide receivers this year. They're tied for the most touchdowns allowed to wide receivers, nine so far. They're averaging one and a half touchdowns to a wide receiver per game. So, there's a good shot he could get that with his rapport with Jimmy G or maybe possibly um, Debo sneaks it. But um, there's only been one game where a wide receiver didn't score a touchdown against him. That was week three versus the Colts. So, I just think it's all in his favor to be at least like a prominent wide receiver, get good yardage and hopefully he finds the end zone. So I think he's a good sleeper. I like it. I think he has the potential to really do well. It's a, it's a favorable matchup for Super. the 49ers this week. So I like it. All right. My first sleeper at wide receiver this week, guys, it's Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is going up against the Titans who allowed the second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. They also have allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers over the first five weeks. And Pierce had his first good game against the Titans last time around, uh, four for 80. And since then, he's had at least three straight games over 10 fantasy points. He hasn't really hit that boom week yet, but I think it could be coming in a matchup that's very favorable. And it seems like maybe Jonathan Taylor doesn't go nuts yet uh, in his first game back, but it could involve Matt Ryan's arm once again. And last week, it kind of worked out for the Colts wide receivers. So um, I'm going out like Pierce is my first wide receiver sleeper. All right, John, wide receiver sleeper two, who you got? I think anyone who listens to the show is probably sick of me bringing up this name, but Chris Olave. I, I, <laughs> I love Chris Olave. I just love everything about him. I love the fact that he's getting targeted, the fact that he's getting targeted downfield, the fact that the Saints, um, you know, apparently can't stay healthy outside of Chris Olave. Um, so you're going to have another game without Michael Thomas, without um, Jarvis Landry taking targets. So it's going to be Olave getting – 10 plus targets again and they're going to be you know 40 yards downfield and so yeah it might not be pretty he's not going to connect on every single one but all it takes is four or five catches for Chris Olave to make your day and so um I'm excited I, I love the player I'm excited to get him back in all my lineups um so I think people should feel confident too yeah, hence why we were talking about him as one of those <laughs> yeah. uh, starts this week so yeah. uh, definitely like it so all right coach Gibbs. Oh, you guys are a sleeper wide receiver too. 
Donovan Peoples Jones, the Ravens hey. give up the fourth most points to wide receivers. In addition, they give up the third most receiving yards per game. They give up 198 yards. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones isn't a force of nature, but he has come alive over the last three games. He at least recorded four receptions in each game and has 50 yards receiving. So you have at least a solid floor of like what eight PPR points. Mm-hmm. I only need two more from the beef <laughs> to be. Uh, not a sleeper candidate. So um, I think this would make you feel nice to be like at least a wide receiver three in your lineup and a flex in a pinch in deeper leagues. But I I like his prospects this week. I've been trying to trade for DPJ in a lot of leagues before um, Deshaun Watson comes back. I really have because it's just, I think he's a good little piece that you can get super cheap and he might become very flex worthy with uh, Watson back. I like it. Uh, Jibs, would you be starting Donovan Peoples Jones over guys like the Jets wide receivers, <laughs> Hunter, Henry, Hunter Renfro? Oh, um, Chase Claypool. I'm starting them over the Jets receivers, Chase Claypool. Um, Hunter Renfro, I probably won't, even though he hasn't really done much. But I know Waller on the report today with a hip injury. Ah, uh, wow, well, no, that's not good. That's yeah, not good. So yeah, no. <laughs> <it's really> <laughs> but like Hunter Renfro, if he does play, he should be a little bit more relevant with Darren Waller not playing hypothetically. All right, so I want to put it like that. I respect it. All right, I like it. All right, so over to my second wide receiver sleeper here. I went with. Uh, Nico Collins, uh, like I said, that's why I kind of like this, you know, Houston's def- uh, offense a little bit this week. Uh, you know, the Raiders give up the 12th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, you know, and I expect Houston to kind of get the passing game going. They had a bye week. Hopefully they, they, they solve some things, even though they want to give Damian Pierce 20 carries a game. But I think that's unrealistic each and every single week. You have to get the passing game going. Uh, and over the last two weeks prior to their bye week, um, Nico Collins had seven catches for 147 yards. So I mean, his time could be coming. I talked about him as a potential sleeper this come into this coming into the season, and I think it's his time is coming. And I think in a in a favorable matchup, uh, I would be giving a, taking a shot on Nico Collins this week as a flexible option. All right, uh, let's go over to the bus now, John. Who's your first RB uh, wide receiver bust? Uh, first wide receiver bust is going to be, I don't know who do I, I'll go Christian Kirk first. Right. Um, look, look, I think Christian Kirk and the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, it started off great. It started off hot and everyone wanted a piece of it. The problem is Christian Kirk has now slid to the outside. He's not playing in the slot as much. And so I think just Trevor Lawrence is not looking his way. He's just spreading the ball around the emergence of uh, ETN in the running game has just changed things and the change this offense. Whereas you know, they needed Christian Kirk to be that guy because they had no other pieces, no other way to really move it. But Trevor Lawrence is starting to get comfortable. He's starting to go through his progressions and he's not locked in on one target anymore. Um, so the volume has gone away. And so Christian Kirk, without volume, we have seen put up single digit, you know, numbers. He saved his day with a touchdown last week. But if he didn't have that touchdown, it would have been like th- two, three duds in a row. Um, I think it's time to sit Christian Kirk until things heat back up. Yeah, he was obviously one of my busts, so uh, I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> definitely disappointing on what Christian Kirk has been giving us over the last 
few weeks now, so I like oh, it. Oh, everyone thought they struck gold in their like middle I round. I Christian Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I, I yeah, did too. So I, I was psyched about him. I loved it. I loved everything I saw on paper. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what it is, but this offense has just gone away from him. I mean, the whole offense has been kind of disappointment over the last few weeks here now. So hopefully they can mm-hmm. find a way to turn it around. I mean, they haven't mm-hmm. won a game in three weeks now. So we'll see. Uh, Jibs, what do you got for us? Terry McLaurin, and we have seen a sample size how he will perform with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, and I still don't like his his chances this week. Green Bay does not allow wide receivers the ball that much. They uh, give up the fourth fewest receiving yards so far this year. Um, they haven't allowed a wide receiver score a touchdown in two weeks, and basically, like – I think he will have to have at least seven plus targets based off like kind of some of the game log statistics. Like you'll see Justin Jefferson had nine um, receptions, 34 fantasy points. You'll see that Gage had 12 receptions. They had 18 half PP. These are half PPR stats too, by the way. And then um, lastly, Darius Slayton, he had six or 79 and had 10.9 PPR points. So, like, I think he's going to have to get a lot of work. But, like I said on the waiver wire show, I'm just kind of worried that Wasserman commanders changed their offensive philosophy with the, the amount of running backs they have to get work, like Robinson, your sleeper, or just start to get Gibson involved, like Rivera said. So, and they still have McKissick. So, I'm just kind of worried about their rushing ability going ahead and then kind of just leaving the wide receivers out to hang and dry. So, and he hasn't really performed for you either. Yeah, definitely not. He's been very, very mediocre at best. Wide receiver three status kind of player. So I like it. All right. So for one of my two uh, wide receiver busts, I went with Drake London. Third straight week in a while, I'm actually picking Drake London, and it's worked out. Uh, Come on, Bengals, rotate somebody, dog. Huh? <laughs> rotate somebody. No, nah, I mean, I have people People think like, oh, he'll bounce back or bounce back. I know it's not happening still. The Bengals allow the ninth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. They've only allowed two wide receivers to score a touchdown. And over the last three games now, Drake London has failed to produce 50 yards, and he had a season-low four targets this past week. This past week and it doesn't seem like uh, – it seems like Mariota isn't going to just force the ball to his stars. He's going to find a way to win games, whether that's other players or using his legs. So if you're thinking about going back on the Drake London train, do not – don't not buy that ticket. Just think about it maybe next year. Well, maybe in a couple of weeks at least. But for now, no Drake London this week, guys. I'm out. Yeah, it stinks. I wish – and this was the problem all off season. I was thinking to myself because I wanted to believe in Kyle Pitts. I wanted to believe in Drake London. But to me, it was always a Marcus Mariota problem. And so once they figure out their quarterback, um, I think that offense is going to be great. But until, until then, it's just super limited. Yes. All right, John, what do you got in your second RB, RB wide receiver bust? Yeah. Well, my second wide receiver bust is Jerry Judy. I think he had he saw a couple targets, had a couple big plays um, recently. But, uh, again, I think there is so much broken in, in Broncos country right now. Like, I don't want anything to do. I mean, you can start Sutton if you have to because he's just going to get the volume, but it's not going to be pretty. I don't want any of the ancillary pieces. I don't want to play this running back roulette. I don't want to do, you know, I I think I'm at the point where I don't even want to start Russell Wilson. Like it's, it's bad in in Broncos right now. So he gets to go up against the jets and there's the jet secondary has looked great ever since the addition of sauce Gardner. Um, So I I think that they're going to have a tough time at throwing the ball. And uh, Jerry Judy is a great talent in a vacuum, but the situation is just too much to overcome right now. He's just another, 
he's just another sit and wait um, because the talent is there. So you can't really cut him or drop him, um, and no one's going to want to trade for him. No. So it just sucks because you expect, you know, you expect more out of these pieces going into the season, but I, I think it's, I don't know if it's Hackett. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it looks, that offense looks atrocious, uh, which is just insane to think about. Let's ride. All right. <laughs> Let's ride. Such a what do you got ride. with your second or a wide receiver bust? It's your boy, Chris Olave. Yes, it is. Um, and like you probably heard it constantly on these show, but Arizona is so stingy against wide receiver ones. I don't care if he's the only wide receiver on the field. The lights of Juju only had 8.9. Adams, 8.9 half PPR. Cup had the best game. He only had 14 and a half half PPR fantasy points. You know who had the third best game, by the way? DJ Moore. Ooh. Which is yeah, nine point one fantasy points. So, um, like if he he's gonna have all the work given to him in the world, I'm just kind of scared that like even AJ Brown last week only had four point four fantasy points. Like it's they're doing a fantastic job against number one. So without mm-hmm. the lack of options there, he could be in a little bit more trouble. Maybe they could blanket him. Mm-hmm. Maybe all it's right. a Jawan Johnson day. I like, I like the quote we got going today. <laughs> it probably could be Jawan Johnson day. Oh, of course uh, it will be. <laughs> I got a question on Twitter here. Um, Baz, did you drop DJ Moore for Darnell Mooney? <laughs> oh, I was thinking about this too. <laughs> uh, redraft, yes. Yeah. yeah, I probably would, I guess. See, I'm still on the no train. Did you guys say yes? Two of you say yes? I would, yeah. All right, all right. That's the first question. And then... Would you, you start Wondell Robinson over both of them? Who? Wondell Robinson. Oh, yeah. I would take Wondell over both of those guys. Yes, sir. I would yeah, take 100%. I agree on, yes. 100%. I would take my chances. I would much rather take my chances that Wondell turns into something um, than what we've seen out of those two players this season. All right. There it is. All right. I hope on um, DJ still, Steve. What? Real quick. I just, maybe Sam Donald comes back and something picks up there. Robbie Anderson being traded, maybe gets him more targets. Mm. That's mostly what I'm waiting to see personally. Mm. I mean, I want to okay. see another week. We'll see what happens. Not a great matchup though, but I want to wait another week. I mean, Darnell Mooney hasn't done anything better, so I mean, I'd rather hold on to the talent, more talented wide receiver. Even though I like Mooney, I think DJ Moore is a more talented wide receiver. Should I trade Jeff Wilson to the 0 and 16 for DJ Moore? Absolutely. <laughs> time will come at some point where it's going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, all right, I'm going to send it. I love hey, it. All right, <laughs> all right. My second wide receiver bust here, guys. I went with Juju Smith Schuster this coming week. I know Juju had himself a big game this past week, but it's his first touchdown of the season. He wasn't really doing much prior to that in terms of fantasy points, and the 49ers allow the fifth fewest fantasy points per game two wide receivers this coming season they actually only allowed two wide receivers to score on them and the ball's so spread around it's just it's incredibly difficult to determine if juju is going to score again and i think he needs a touchdown to actually keep himself fantasy relevant i don't know if he's going to do that on a week-to-week basis so for me i'm not going to just jump on this hot train that he had last week i'm going to cool it down a little bit and wait to see what happens so he is my second wide receiver bust all right, let's get over to some tight ends here. Sleeper tight end. John, what do you got? 
My sleeper tight end is Hayden Hurst. Um, Hayden Hurst, we've talked about, has a good floor. He's getting four or five targets a week, um, which is all you can ask for out of a tight end. Um, the matchup this week is pretty good. They're kind of middle of the pack against tight ends, allowing over 50 yards uh, three games so far this year. And I just think Hayden Hurst is just – this is a week where he's going to do that typical, you know, six for 55 and a score. And and that's all you can ask for sometimes out of the tight end market. The tight end market's just so desperate where give me anyone who could get me, you know, a touchdown and some points uh, and I'll take. And so I, I think, you know, last week – um, was a tough game for him, but it's a bounce back for sure. Hayden Hurst, I'm, I'm rolling the dice again. All right. I like it. Hayden Hurst, it is. Uh, Coach Jibs, what do you got for your sleeper? Uh, Juwan Johnson. <laughs> I won't recommend a Thursday night player typically, but the scenario surrounding the team with just Olave being like the primary go-getter, Trotman's out, and then that's going to leave Juwan Johnson, Kamara, and... Chris Olave to lead the pack for with Andy Dalton. So um, still Falcons give up the fourth most points to tight end so far this year. They give up the third most receiving yards per game. It's just a hot streak. This is the free space on the tight end board. The situation around the team is nice. I think he's uh, lineup worthy for a tight end, especially for streaming. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely, if you're desperate enough for a tight end this week, that is a great, fantastic way to go. Just throw him out there, see what happens. Uh, my tight end sleeper this week is Greg Dolchich. Uh, he was the Denver Broncos tight end rookie who just came off the IR and put up 40 yards in the touchdown first game back and played over 70% of the snaps in his first game. Uh, the Jets allow the fifth most yards to tight ends this season. I know it's hard to trust a Denver Bronco player at this point, but someone needs to catch the ball. The secondary for the Jets are fantastic, likely are going to shut down any type of wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, which allow uh, Dorjic can't say his name right, but uh, allows him to be able to kind of see the middle of the field. And he's coming out of college. He was like a, basically a wide receiver, but it was playing tight end. Uh, something's got to give with him. I think Russell Wilson will look for him. Uh, Russ has to worry about getting the ball out quicker because of his injury. And, you know, I like it. He's gained, they've gained, they've allowed, the Jets have allowed a tight end to gain over 80 yards in two of the last three games. I'm taking my shot on Greg Dorchich. So he is my, uh, he is my tight end sleeper this week, and he's definitely a good prop bet as well, guys, and especially for our sponsor, No House Advantage. And let me tell you about No House Advantage, guys. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in the Pick'em Contest versus other people for a shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app. You choose a contest. You select some player props. You earn points for each correct pick. Use, use my guy I just mentioned. Um, and you climb the, leader, the leaderboard for your shot at the big money every single day. You can also test your skills first the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. You bet up the five-player props, over-unders, or individual players' matchups across every major platform or every major sport league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with the promo code COACHES at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at the app stores and get your first deposit match up to $25. Again, we've had people do it. They've loved it. You should definitely go out and try it. And you got to make sure you check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. And you don't want to miss out on this credible offer for one of our great sponsors. Promo code coaches, guys. Get $25 bet bonus matched on your first deposit. All right. 
So let's get back to some sleepers here. We're on the bus now, guys. Coach John, what do you got for your tight end bust of the day? Um, I almost want to switch it, but I'm not going to. My tight end bust I had is Gerald Everett. I think Keenan Allen coming back um, really is going to cut into this workload. That's all it is. I think it's just Keenan Allen coming back, taking over that short to intermediate route running, um, opens up Mike Williams to do his deep route 50-50 ball thing, and just leaves Gerald Everett kind of as, you know, a outlet behind the line of scrimmage or in an emergency, you become the third, fourth read after Austin Eckler. It's like, I just don't know if Gerald Everett's really going to be this six, seven, eight target guy that we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Um, so I think that it's going to start to fall off at some point, maybe not this week with Keenan Allen coming back off an injury, but Keenan Allen being active should al- set off some alarm bells with Gerald Everett, that he's not just this locked and loaded uh, tight end week in week out anymore. I like it. I like that one there a lot. I, I I was surprised at first, but you explained it very well that I kind of agree with you a little bit now. So yeah, I just I like I, again, I, I just think he's been necessary because they don't have anyone to kind of attack that you know that fifteen yard to twenty yard range. They just don't. And Gerald Everett's athletic enough. He's good enough. He can get it done. But uh, Keenan, you can't compete with the route running of Keenan Allen. Like Keenan Allen's going to be way more open every time. So. Um, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be tough, you know, and if he drops down to four or five targets a week, that's big difference. That's a big difference yeah. in usage. I agree with you. I like it. All right. Well, Coach uh, RM's back too. And Donald Parm's is showing he's up. Yeah. He's probably out this week though. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. He's got a yeah. Follow up on the, on the injury, bro. That's why I'm here. No, no, back. no. Well, I'm saying like, even though he has a concussion, like he will probably be back. And that's some point. Right. Yeah. I mean, we saw him on the field getting catches, just getting catches. I think this past, I was like, why is this not going Gerald Everett? So mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, give us your bus at tight end. Oh, uh, Robert Tunyon. And like, it's just the fact that we haven't seen him put like back to back weeks together. It's just kind of been like an inconsistent, like yo-yo He'll have like a 10 P 10 point PPR day. Then it'll be like a six point something. And he had this blow up game last week, but what are we going to get this week? And the Washington commanders do give up uh, the third fewest points to the tight end so far. They only allowed one receiving touchdown to a, Oh no, they only allowed one touchdown to a tight end and the fourth fewest yards to tight ends so far this season. And only one tight end has scored 10 and half PPR fantasy points against them. So that constitutes a bust out of six games. Yeah, if he doesn't get 10 points, he's a bust. <laughs> yes, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to bust. <laughs> exactly. I like it. All right. Um, my bust at tight end is TJ Hawkinson. Really outside of his blow-up game, he really has not produced fantasy points for us this season. St. Brown and DeAndre Swift will be back, looks like, full flu for this game. And the Cowboys have been pretty sought against tight ends this season, allowing the third fewest fantasy points per game to tight ends. And they haven't allowed a touchdown to tight ends this season, and nor have they allowed a tight end over 50 yards. He hasn't really seen the production outside of that game, and it's hard for me to trust that inconsistency with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, if you can find another direction, I'd be looking to sit him if I could. So he's my tight end bust this week. That's a good one. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Just get back to the screen here. All right. On to the QBs here. We'll finish up real quick. Uh, QB sleeper, John, who do you got? Uh, QB sleeper, and he's not a sleeper, but people are going to be – I know questions are going to pour in on whether you can trust him yet, and that's Dak Prescott. If he's active against, the, against Detroit, you have to play him. There's too much upside to pass up. The, the, the score should be, you know – I think the over under what I saw was 54 and a half. I think I bet the over on that. I, it's going to be, it's going to be a high scoring game. 
whether it's through the air or whether it's passing to Tony Pollard, you know, I think that if Dak is active, they're going to use him and, and, in, you know, try and see what they can do. Um, and again, Detroit's, you know, bottom third defense. And so I think Dak is good enough. The weapons around him are good enough to really beat up and attack um, a porous uh, Detroit defense. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely sleeper worthy because we haven't seen him play and it's coming off an injury. We'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. I like it. Coach Jibs, who's your QB sleeper? Uh, prepare to have a new one, Steve. It's Davis Mills. Uh, <laughs> Raiders give up the most fancy points to quarterbacks so far. Additionally, four out of the five quarterbacks had more than 23 fancy points against them. And only and every quarterback has more than 18 fancy points against them. This is four point per pass and touchdown scoring. So in a smaller sample size, the Raiders given up six passing touchdowns last two games. So he's looking like green lights go. I'm loving Davis Mills this week. All right, all right, uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, since we all picked, we all picked the three teams. I'm going to pick the other person, the other person who uh, the people are going against. All three of us picked the, the teams who have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and it's Jimmy, Jimmy. G. He had a pretty good, solid week this past week. You know, over 200 yards, two touchdowns, pretty solid. I expect them to kind of have to use him a little bit because the run game has was so inefficient last week. I don't expect them to be able to. Get Jeff Wilson back going. No offense, John. That's right. uh, <laughs> I said it was a risky. Uh, I said it was a risky start. <laughs> I think if you're looking for a guy to replace for one week wonder, Jimmy G is, is will give you a solid, you know, production overall. So he is my sleeper at the QB position. Uh, we have a couple questions here. Let's get through them real quickly here. Uh, what up, guys? Two questions: Kobe Myers or Deontay Johnson, and if also Hayden Hurst or Pat Firemuth, both PPR. I would do Myers and Hurst, probably. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'd play Deontay. Uh, The Hurst Firemuth is a little bit closer, but it's Myers for me for sure. I'm going Deontay and Hurst. So, Jibs, break the tiebreaker. Myers and Hurst. All right. Cavo, it looks like Jacoby Myers wins on this and Hayden Hurst wins on this. So, all right. All right. Beat me on that one, guys. All right. (laughs) Uh, next one we got Jalen. Uh, pick three: JT, Eckler, Kamara, or Brees Hall. <laughs> this guy's just living the dream. This guy's just living the dream. Oh. This oh, is how are you? Damn! I want your team. <laughs> Brees Hall for sure. Yeah. Even though it's a tough matchup, but he's just been balling. Can't stop that. Allison mm-hmm. Eckler plays versus Seattle, one hundred percent. Yep, that's and then Mark Knight. You gotta play Jonathan Taylor, right? You can't sit. Oh, God. I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. It's crazy to say. It's like, tough, man. Uh, to be I honest, don't... the worst matchup is definitely Brees Hall. Which that's the weird part. Yeah, go with the three studs. I mean, Brees Hall's a stud. <laughs> no, I know, but the know. three studs. Go with the old heads. Yeah, the old heads. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Kudos it's so funny. Like that's a, I mean, that's a great running team. backs do well on Thursday. I mean, it's, there's no one else. Kamara's going to see six targets again. He's going to get a hundred yeah. yards on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I'll like start I, with Kamara. That's what I'll say. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and Eckler and Eckler too. I mean, you got to stay in the flames of Eckler. He's been great lately. So oh, the question is Jonathan Taylor or Brees Hall, right? Like who are you starting out of those two? I kind of want to sit Jonathan Taylor a little bit. <sighs> I mean, that's, a, that's spicy. It's you can, oh, man, look at this guy. We, I mean, you could, like, you certainly could. Um, 
Uh, you said you pre Breezehall off waivers? What? <laughs> what? Invite me to your Dude. league and tell them to yeah, let us Let us in your league, please. I'd love to have a, a league where I can get Breezehall off waivers. From trade. Man, oh, that's, man. Not, that's fun. That's so that's a fun that's a fun running back core. If it makes you feel any better, I'm starting uh, <laughs> I'm starting Kenyon Drake and Kareem Hunt in one league because my running backs are so bad. And I had oh, Jermonta God. Williams. He's gone. So... Don't, don't count just count your blessings okay say a nice prayer that you have good running backs and that you can you have these decisions to make that should be a, a blessing yes i think any three your pick is going to be good honestly i mean hall's got the worst matchup so i mean maybe i'll stop the other three hopefully jt takes another week off i hopefully not but well for your sake hopefully jt takes another week off and you can just start the three there mm-hmm. so all right um oh and then finally some news broke elijah mitchell elijah mitchell elijah moore new york jets once straight out of new york i knew that was coming personal day never a good sign um where would you like him at real quick before we end it where would you like him at elijah moore man he could go to a lot of green bay Bay would be awesome (laughs) green bay would be awesome he could go to a lot of places he's that talented he could go to a lot of places and instantly um you know be a solid two for uh, any team if not your one so i'll say let's put him yeah kansas city's probably going to want to go to a team that's got a you know some stability at quarterback so kansas city has been in the market they keep saying they want obj i mean why not or dj moore i've heard that too yep I, i think yeah kansas city would be an interesting one i'll say just for the points we'll go kansas city hmm all right I like it, guys. All right. We're going to wrap things up there tonight, guys. Thank you all for who's tuned in to tonight's show and asked us as many questions as you did. We do appreciate that awesomeness there. Um, guys, John, anything you want to say before we get going? Um, I got nothing. Uh, I Hopefully Olave does well so I can rub it in Jib's face next week. <laughs> um, but other than we'll that, no. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be on the group. Uh, we'll be in the group text uh, oh, for God. sure. The group chat. The group oh, text. God. It's going to be fun. Quarantine <laughs> by like halftime. That's what I think. I love it. All right. Uh, Jib, anything else or are you good? No, I'm good, sir. All right, so thank you all for listening. Once again, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We have our articles. We have rankings. We have uh, Dynasty Podcasts. We have our playbook that's up there. It's really cool and fun. A lot of fun things over at the Fantasy Coaches. And if you want to hear more about our content as we shout it out over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube at the Fantasy Coaches. Like us on Facebook at the Fantasy Coaches. Just help us out overall. Maybe uh, give us a little like and comment on our uh, Apple Podcast page or Spotify page, whatever you want to do. We'd appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week for Monday. Talk about some waiver wire pickups for week eight. Hopefully, you guys, this week seven is great. And of course, if you have any questions, please just DM us at any time here. So thank you all for listening. Take care and have a good one. The back is not far-fetched We got a couple of clock hands I've been feeling super duper How the heck they know the future Come with me, don't be a loser Grass is green like pooper scoopers Clueless analysts don't do the half of this In fact, I'm backing this by asking If y'all remember that tough act Interacting shh Like boom, running like zoom The highest and mightiest entered the room High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes All players cover this nuts as legumes Opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track I listen up I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.